you know, in this year, it's been, it's like if somebody took a dumpster fire, crammed it into a porta potty, and tipped it over a cliff, and and rolled it down a hill after some cheese. After cheese, chasing stinky cheese down a hill. Mm. You is a very fluid concept right now. It's culture and film and art. It's music and interesting books. It's conversations and eavesdroppings. It's the impact of friends and complete strangers. The stuff that gets into the cracks of your life and makes you who you are. It's an attention collection. You already have one. The question is, how are you using it? Last year on the podcast, around this time, I did my 2019 collection. It was about the things I'd noticed in the year. It's music and film and books and just anything that stuck out, anything that helped me get by, anything that inspired me for the year. I just dumped my collection on the podcast. And the only thing I didn't like about that is it was just me. I was all by my lonesome. So this year, in in a year that we need so much more, we need help, we need community in a way we never have. More than ever. I thought, what what better way to do the 2020 collection than to bring Sir Timothy Beeler onto the podcast? Yeah, and I appreciate you rec- remembering that I was I was recently knighted and, and bringing that into it. So it feels I good. That was you know you put that in the contract, you know. So I figured I had to. I did, yes. I but did. I appreciate you uh, reading the contract. Absolutely. It's the least oh, I can do. That's nice. We're, we're glad you're here, man. Hey, I, I'm glad to be Look, This is like, this is the third time, Anthony. The recurring guest that people cannot wait to hear. You know, in this year, it's been, it's like if somebody took a dumpster fire, crammed it into a porta potty, and tipped it over a cliff. And, and rolled it down a hill after some cheese. After cheese. Chasing stinky cheese down a hill. Mm. Yeah, that's it, how you sum up 2020. It's been that, it's been that kind of year. And it's, it's, these, it's these times, and unfortunately, it's these times that like help us center ourselves back on the little things, really. You know, It's the things like we take for granted all the time that provide normalcy and balance and comfort in our lives, but we rarely, and maybe we is a, as a, is not the right word here. I rarely take the time to, you know, really appreciate these things, you know, really look at them and see what they do for my life. Yeah. And in, I mean, whatever this means in a normal year or season or cycle, you, you don't pick up on those things. And obviously normal we're seeing now more than ever how fragile normal is. But right. in a year like this, like when you are in moments clinging to sanity and something kind of steps in and helps you through, mm. I think it makes it stand out all the more. So, you know, the song or, you know, the collection of songs or that movie you come back to, maybe maybe it's one you saw for the first time, maybe it's one you revisited you know, mm-hmm. just from tradition and it helped you or, you know, it's conversations. It's all the stuff we already talk about in the attention collection that 
that we don't become ourselves by ourselves, that we're formed by so many inputs. But in this case, it was like, like, give me some inputs. Like, let me, let me find. <laughs> yeah. Something. Well, they're like lifelines in some, in some ways. And, you know, obviously everybody had their own degrees and has their own degree of like what this year has meant to them. Right. For some people, bad an eyelash, you know, right. maybe I went out less, you know, right. whatever. Some people complete upheaval, but I think no matter where you, you, you are, where you were, there were these little things that made it or helped you feel normal, right? Helped you feel like I can, I can just maintain, I can keep going, right? I can get through this because of these like little things like that laugh that you had, you know, or just whatever those little moments are. Totally agree. So let's kick off the 2020 collection with, let's start with books or maybe it's articles, something that you read mm. this year that stands out. It helped you, it encouraged you, it inspired you, it challenged you, whatever. Yeah. Man, I'm gonna tell you, we actually, we've had these conversations already, but um, Sapiens, mm. Yuval Noah Harara, Harari, Harari. Did I say it right? I think I so. Think, yeah. Harari, yeah. So. If I didn't say it right, he's probably listening, so I apologize um, for that right now. But Sapiens, Anthony, this book, if you've, I, I think you've read it. You've I've read, read it. sections of it, yeah. Sections I haven't read the whole this. thing, but yeah. Uh, it just, it took like challenging my beliefs to a new level. Challenging my preconceived notions like of life and um, what it means to be a human right and, and what that looks like now and how how i'm shaped by culture mm. you know to to a degree that you know i would have assented to if you had said it but like when i really stopped to think about it it just it's a mind blow for this level of impact from generations and generations of unseen people unthought of people un uh, you know, unremembered moments and just, yeah, sapiens. So it was like a combination of stretching and expanding in an uncomfortable way and also in like an inspiring way. Some mix yeah. of that. I don't think it was, I don't think it was in, uncomfortable because in a sense it's, it's what, it's where I was at, what I was looking for. So in that sense, it wasn't uncomfortable. Um, it was more, it was more like, just constant <laughs> just mind the word. yeah just just constant, like oh minds everywhere you go wow yeah like oh i gotta deal with that like i gotta think that through um so great i mean great 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 stretching and i'm sure there's still some digesting left to do uh, on that one but i recommend it for anybody who is you know like exploring um what their life means or you know how how culture came to be how it is you know how we as humans became the humans that we are here in 2020 um yeah it's very enlightening and and uh inquisitive i like that anytime you can be enlightened and inquisified inquisified i just made a a book in that same vein for me this year was cast by isabel wilkerson he talks about race, uh, the construct that is race, but how it is essentially the caste system, especially within America. Mm. 
the way she explains it is so on the one hand obvious and on the other hand that is it's it's one of those things where until someone else gives you language to something that's already been yeah. rattling around in your head you you just can't it's not tangible and here she goes like let me serve this up on this platter for you and it's like oh my god that is exactly where we are mm. so in a year like 2020 with racial unrest and the protests and stuff like George Floyd and Breonna Taylor and all the stuff that we walked through reading that book you know alongside of those things was it was a mix of frustrating um inspiring you're hopeful and then you also see how far we have to go and she's just a an amazing writer so it's dense it's a it's a big read but it's so accessible because she's just so good at language that it, it, you have no trouble getting through it so that's been that. my sapiens probably this year yeah i actually i i put it on my reading list i just saw it uh i think seth godin put it on his yeah. top 50 books or top 20 whatever the number was yeah. um the other day and and uh so it's on my list. So now with that glowing, Man, um, telling you, it's glowing review, it's higher on my list. Put it up, move it up. What else? You got anything else you read or are reading? Then, yeah. So two things. Um, I, I was reading the book, uh, "The Evolution of Everything," which kind of goes uh, in the sapiens vein, in the in the sense of like. You know, it's it goes back far, and it, it but it talks about how, you know, not just evolution of species, right? Not just organisms evolving, but the evolution of ideas, the evolution of of everything about who we are, where we are in this world, about nature, and all these things. Everything has evolved, right? Everything has changed, and nothing just dropped out of the sky, right? Nothing that we do, no ideas, none of these things. And we're all dependent, so dependent. And this it was great because we talk about this all the time, but we're so dependent on the handling of ideas by people that came before us, right? Mm. Even if they never wrote a book, right. right? They never, it was never published, it was never mainstream. It was just a thought that they spoke to their kid or to yeah, some of the stories. Yeah. Right. And yeah. just just the way these things over time take shape, you know collect game momentum it's like a snowball rolling down a hill in some ways right it's just these little 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 moments that that build and you know become these either cultural phenomenons or things that we call normal right or or, or just this, these things that shape our lives but they they're this gradual and and they're built on from so many different directions it's not just one person sitting down and going I have this idea. And so he talks about how our society, you know, the systems of our society, um, how they're shaped over time, right? How we, you know, it, a lot of it's the usual shtick in, in the sense of, you know, how we went from hunter gatherers to, to farmers to industrialized, but he goes into the cracks of that mm. and he exposes exposes sounds like conspiracy theory but right. he, he really he really you know. lays bare like the processes that happen like the little ideas and the way these things shaped and changed and moved so great book um matt ridley i believe Evolution. i feel like you've been doing some really light reading this year you know just a little bit beach books you know sitting by the pool <laughs> yeah well so these are books both of these are books actually um on our attention collection instagram account I put out 
uh, a post, I don't know, mid-year or something like that. I don't remember what it was, but it was on like, so I put a question, I think in our stories, what are your favorite books? What are people reading? Right. And so, you know, we got a handful of responses. And so I posted like the seven that I thought were interesting, and, but I hadn't read yet. So I posted these seven in a carousel post. And then I asked people in the comments, Hey, you know, drop some recommendations of your own. And I mean, there was like 150 comments on people, just this book and that book. And, and uh, so I just started adding like the ones I saw repeated the most, I just started adding them to my reading list and sapiens was one of them. Evolution of everything was one of them. And uh, then, so I put them on my reading list, but then I, I reached out to some of these people who had commented. I said, Hey, why did you like this book? And, you know, as I started hearing about it, you know, I just bumping the book up until finally I was like, I'm, I'm just going to read these. And uh, I'm very glad, very glad I did. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, another one for me this year, fiction book by probably my favorite fiction writer, Matt Haig, a book called The Midnight Library. Mm. And, you know, the premise is, what if there were a library and every possible version of your life was on the shelves and you could go and pick off a version and step mm -hmm. into that life? What would you do? What would you change? What would be different? And so it follows um, the protagonist through. She's just not in a good place in life. She's not liking her life. And... Um, it's just this fantastic ride of you, you You see her putting on all these different shoes, what she could have done, what profession she could have chosen, what relationship she could have gotten in. And it, it makes you it's one of those things that without being heavy handed, without being preachy, it makes you while you're reading someone else's story, it, it brings you into your own story in a deeper way. And it makes you think about choices that you make and it makes you think about the present and where you are and what it looks like to be happy, what it looks like to be fulfilled and content and why we're always chasing, why we're always, you know, thinking, what if, if my life looked like this, I'd be okay. Or if I did this, or if I had chosen this field, or if I could be like that person yeah. and he just handled it in such a beautiful way that, yeah, that's, it's amazing. Everybody should read it. It's such an interesting thought. I mean, obviously, maybe not obviously, but I would guess that almost everybody alive has thought about that, right? What if this? What if that? What would that look like? Where would I be now, right? The Uncle Rico. We always joke about Uncle Rico, right? Coach would have put me in fourth quarter. State champs. State champs, soaking it up in a hot tub with my soulmate. Nope. Right? Out in my mind. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's such a it's such an amazing thought, you know, just like the little moments of our lives that could change everything. Yeah. And it's, it's so good, man. It's just, you get done with it and it's not done with you kind of thing, that cliche, but it's so true. Like you put it down and then you, you know, after you're done reading it, you think about scenarios in your own life and it, and it brings you back. You'll have a conversation with somebody and you're like, Oh, that book. And I've recommended it to so many people. And yeah, definitely top of list for sure. I dig it. I dig. You know what's what's funny is I like Matt Hig. I, I follow him on on Instagram. I've actually never read his work. Like I've never read one of his books, um, and mostly because I don't read books. I listen to them on audio, and I haven't found them on audio yet. Well, he's got. I mean, for his audio books, he's got some of the best 
narrator. So if you can bump into him, it's good. Humans by Matt Haig is probably like it's narrow since Midnight Library came out, but it's still top of my list. Yeah, that book is. I think actually I plugged that book last year. I can't remember, but yeah, yeah, you did. He's, he's good, man. He's so good. You did an episode on it. I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it was. I did a whole episode on it. Yeah. Any other books or any other reading or? That was it. Well, you know, I I, I had started um, a People's History of the United States by Howard Zinn. Yeah. And talk about a beefy book. <laughs> yeah. The the audio on that book was something like thirty six hours. Chapter three hundred and seventeen. <laughs> <laughs> and so you only get it for like fourteen days when you check it out from your library audio. So um, I was through like my third checkout, and I. I mean, it started, you know, with the revolution and all that. And I think I was done with the revolution. Maybe we'll jump over to films. Have you seen any movies this year or watched any videos that that stand out to you? You know, I haven't done. So I don't watch a lot of TV or movies um, except for like, 100% mindless leisure. Yeah. Like when I sit down to watch TV, it is because I'm done. I want to be done thinking. I just want to be entertained. I really, it's because I want to lay there. Yeah. Right? But while I'm laying there, you know, entertain me. So <laughs> I haven't, I haven't done, I did watch the social dilemma. I think, I think it was good. I think it helped start a conversation. I think it's got tons and tons and tons of press. Um, so I think that was that was a good one. A lot of that stuff I, I had been familiar with, you know, at least at a periphery level, and it, and it take it took it down some other. But the thing about it was, it was it was nothing that I wasn't expecting. Yeah, in, in maybe in, in levels and layers that I was certainly unaware of, but it wasn't anything that I was not expecting. So it didn't stand out to me as as it might have. Had I been like, social media is so phenomenal for us. Right. Um, what do you mean? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so and that's not to negate it at all, but it, the impact of it was maybe a little bit, a little bit less. And I think Tristan Harris, the the guy behind it, um, he has said as much that it's not what it doesn't do is offer solutions. Right. Like here's how we go forward. Just, so, just like sheer awareness. Yeah. Which is good. Conversations, which we need. Yeah. I'm glad we're having the conversations more. So yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so so from a from a film standpoint, really um that and honestly, this was the first year, 2020. It's the first year that I I sat down and watched The Greatest Showman. Mm. And I'm a I'm a I'm a lover of musicals, man. I love musicals. And it was one that was like I, you know, I kept hearing it was good and it's good and, and all this. And I just never I just never sat down and watched it. And I did, but I'm going to leave it because this is my songs list. Oh, I didn't do like films. I did some songs. I like it because like that's it. where I live. So, so go, go with you, go with some films. Show okay. It. So like last tail end of 2020, um, just snuck it in soul, the new Disney film, Jamie Foxx, Angela Bassett, Tina Fey premises, a middle school music teacher, just dissatisfied, like not loving his place in life because he's waiting for his big break on the jazz scene. Phenomenal jazz musician, but he just hasn't had his break. And so he just, he's waiting, he's middle-aged, but he's waiting for his life to begin 
And that's where the story takes off. And I mean, Pixar, Disney, they just everything they touch is gold, mm. partially because they can spend three to five years developing a film, you know, partially because they have actual gold. They just have vaults and gold. vaults full of gold and they just sit around tossing up coins and talking about stories, ideas for for days on end. So, okay. but man, I mean, just all across the board, the visual, the the story, the music, you know, it's it's jazz. So top, it, it just snuck in, just came out on Christmas Day and I've already watched it twice. So documentary that kind of snuck into my consciousness at the beginning of the year, really before the pandemic even really reared up was a, a film called the biggest little farm mm. and it's this documentary about this couple they uh, adopted a dog and they're living in i think la and in an apartment and the dog when they go to work the dog just will not stop barking and so much so that neighbors are complaining they're getting eviction notices and it came down to get rid of the dog or move and so rather than just move to a, a different apartment or get a little house, they went and bought an old farm. They bought a property that was just a barren wasteland. The soil was just dried and just dead. And I don't know how, but they got a hold of this guy who knew what he was doing and they completely rejuvenated the soil. And, and what I loved about the film, not because I'm into farming or anything like that, but it showed you the potential of what the earth is capable of if it's given a chance to thrive, right? Mm -hmm. If we're not putting chemicals and we're not just ruining the topsoil. And so what you see is this couple who's just trying to do something for their dog and they end up creating this amazing ecosystem and just th their ups and downs of how they're incorporating new animals and what they're doing about the orchards. And they keep having, it's like you watch it. It's one of those films, it's documentary, but the ups and downs, just when they turn the corner on one project, something slam weather or, you know, predators and other animals mm -hmm. sneak in. And it is just, you are with this couple the whole time. And I think what I took away from it is like an appreciation for the ingenuity of the human spirit but also like for the love of the land and nature what earth is capable of and what we are capable of if we work together in harmony and so yeah that was a lot that was a word salad there but check That's out amazing. the documentary it was good what's what's really i'm gonna be cynical for a second i'm sorry forgive me please forgive me <laughs> please 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 be cynical <laughs> um it's amazing what lengths we will go to and what amazing things we can do when the catalyst is a dog. Is a dog. Not a human. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Human <laughs> beings are suffering. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But this Obviously, dog, I don't know anything about these people. I'm just <laughs> no, no, no. But it's so it's so cool because you see these these two have no background in, in hmm. this work. They have no background. They just have a passion. And you see them deflated and then you see them elated in a space of, you know, five mm -hmm. minutes, obviously in the film, but just what they were able to pull off in, in a real, truly organic way where they respected what they were doing. And it became a craft. It became an art form. Mm -hmm. And yeah, so cool. So many <laughs> metaphors and takeaways that we could apply to our own everyday lives is what I loved about it the most. No, that's, that's, I had seen an article 
about a couple in India who had done something similar over the course of like 50 years or something like that. But they yeah. started planting trees. They had, a, you know, they had a, a similar thing, like a, a, a wasteland of property, a lot of property, a big, a large swath, but it was, it was garbage. They started planting trees and planting trees and planting trees. And over the course of 50 years, it's now like one of the most biodiverse habitats in existence and all the natural animals came back and water they have waterfalls in this place and it's just i mean it's it's amazing and it's all just care a little bit of care a little bit of attention a little bit of time yeah people are like creating rainforests where it was just desert land it's insane what you can do if almost in the sense if you get out of the way is what some of it really is but yeah that was cool all right man i'm dying to know like bring it up talking about music let's go what what's the music music um so i mentioned obviously uh the greatest showman yeah full of great music full of great music not a throwaway song no in the in the bunch no but the song from now on oh which is a great song in its own right but it, it's one of those one of those songs that happened at the right time in the right context during a regular day, mm. and so we have we have this <laughs> we have this old iPhone four that we no longer you know obviously we're not calling on it anymore, but it's essentially a glorified Pandora player. Yeah, and it sits in our kitchen on this Bose speaker unit that I found in the garbage, but it worked. And so we got this iPhone four on this Bose speaker and, and it pumps, man, this thing, this thing bumps. It's <laughs> legit. Love it. So we got this iPhone four sitting on this, this garbage can Bose speaker. And it's on, it's on Pandora all day because Pandora is the only app that will play on this iPhone 4. I can't get Spotify on it. Right. No I can't get Amazon Music. I can't get anything except for Pandora. <laughs> Some old version of Pandora, but it right. still plays, so it's good. Um, and so I created like this. It sounds bad when you say this show tune station. It's not show tunes. It's like it's like Les Mis, and it's yeah. you know the Greatest Showman, and then you know a smattering of those. A lot of uh, a lot of yeah. pentatonics and acapella groups and stuff like that. But one day. This is playing, and we're in the living room right there off the kitchen. And I'm with my two boys and Jenna. And from now on, it comes on. And if you're familiar with the song, right, it starts out very soft. And so Jude is always, Jude is always like, turn the song up, turn the song on. I, they're, they're not even doing anything. He's just yeah. whispering. Yeah. Like, well, let's, let's see what happens, buddy. And, uh, you know the song builds there early at the end. The piano starts. Do 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 do. Can I can I do that? Do, Please, I wish you would. And then the acoustic kicks in, right? It's got that. It's got that driven and that. Right. And the kids start dancing, and so we start dancing with them. And it's essentially just a dance party, solid dance party for the rest of the song. And then it's play it again, which it's Pandora, so we can't. So we pause it. <laughs> tomorrow kids yeah. <laughs> we pause it and we pull up youtube on tv yeah. and we search out the video right and so we play it and so then jude sees them dancing in the video and and so now play it again play it again play it again, right a hundred times yes. and now he's trying to do the dance moves and 
every time it comes on, Jack runs over to me, our baby. He runs over with his arms up. He wants me to pick him up because we dance like holding hands. And, and so it's this song that it's about that, right? It's about remembering what's important in life. It's about, you know, embracing the beautiful moments and the things that we have. And it happened in the context of us dancing as a family without, you know, our camera showing up for Instagram, you right. know, anybody else being aware that this was happening. It was like our moment, your moment. And so now literally five months of this, every time that song comes on, Jack runs up to me with arms up, Jude says, turn it up. And we go in the living room and have a dance party. So, and, and I still, I don't know if it's because of that or it's because of the song itself, but every time the song comes on, I cry a little bit, dude. Like, no, it's, it's just one of those songs. It's the song because that song from now on, and this is me from that soundtrack. There isn't a time, especially this is me when the first chords kick in before even Kiala Settle starts singing. I am already in tears. Like, honestly, <laughs> it's like the goosebumps, teary eyed. And then, yeah, and especially, you know, the messaging of the songs, like you said, the lyrics are so spot on. Mm. There's like this, it's celebration, especially in From Now On, it comes from this like reminiscing and looking back over things and almost ruminating. And then like this, oh my God, it's been here this whole time and I'm never gonna lose sight of it again. Yeah. Just the message and you, same thing with us. Like we've been driving with the kids and those songs come on, we crank them up and we just sing them top of the yeah. lungs. People are, we're, we're just dancing and man, absolutely. It's goosebumps. It's tears. It's running around singing at the top of your lungs. Yeah. What the writers of that, the film, the, the music, the whole thing, that was like the perfect combination of so many things. The cast, it's just spot on. Yeah. Spot it's on. so life-giving. It's so fulfilling. Like, it's weird to say, like, I got done with that song and I'm so fulfilled, right? But no, that's like, honestly, it's what it does. Yeah. So from now on, and, and, I mean, the whole soundtrack. We celebrate the whole soundtrack in this house, but from now on, this is my song. I love that. love that so much. And in fact you made me remember how important those songs have been because coming into music, I was going to say, I haven't listened to too much music that has been like an, a go-to this year. I haven't spent as much time as I normally do with music. So I was going to point to, you know, lo-fi hip hop, which is always a go-to for me for mm -hmm. focusing, for writing, for concentration. That's still been a staple this year especially it's been helping me just kind of be grounded and focus in to get stuff done. Um, and then similar to that in the similar vein is synth wave, which is like, I'm a big eighties freak, eighties films, the, the whole, just the whole eighties vibe is for whatever reason, my vibe and synth wave is like the electronic, soundtrack some of it you, you there's singing and stuff but the stuff i love is just like the background music mm -hmm. to all those films basically it's not but it just reminds you of those so there's like this nostalgic yeah. drive to it that always puts a smile on my face and so that's been really i've listened to music this year but those have been kind of my go-to staples but when you brought up 
uh, The Greatest Showman, it was like, oh my God, that is, that has been so life-giving for us this year, for the family, to just sing those songs at the top of our lungs, run around, same thing you're describing, put the film on, sing with it. I can't tell you how many times my kids have said, Alexa, play it again for the same song we just listened to five times yeah. already. So, oh, yeah. Yeah, I completely agree. That's awesome. I threw two other ones on here. The other one is it's it's not at that level by any means, but it's more like an earworm. Yeah. An earworm that I love, though. One that yeah, I'm yeah. glad for. A welcomed earworm, yeah. Yeah, and we've talked about this before, but it's a song. It's called, uh, when I, or I think it's called I See Fire. Um, and it's from... It is from the Hobbit soundtrack. Yeah, uh, from the from the fourth one, from, or the third one, from the Desolation of Smog, and it's sung by Ed Sheeran, and it's like it's just this haunting melody, man. It's got like this, it's got like this this feeling of like fog rolling over the mountains, you know, and, and just like space, and you know, just like a little bit of fear and you know it's I don't, it's it's so good if you haven't listened to it go go listen to icy fire but it's always in the back of my head like and i don't even know i probably know 20 percent of the words sure but the melody it's just always it's just always there and i love it i love it playing in my head so i, I see fire um and then i put an album on here and it's from two it's from 2018 but it's really it's really hit me this year. I'd heard it before this year, but it really um, hit me this year, but it's, it's an album by thrice uh, called palms and every song on it. Uh, I want to say like continues the theme uh, for me. So there's a song called everything belongs. Yeah. And it's, it's just this idea of there is no bad, right? There is no good. It's just, everything has a place. Everything has purpose you know we extract whatever meaning but it's all there it all matters right it's not like i wish i could get rid of this i wish i could get rid of i wish i could get more of this it's like everything has a place right light and dark and all these all these things have purpose and they they bring different dimensions to our lives and, and when we stop trying to resist one and we just kind of accept that it is we get to move into another place there's another song called only us and it talks about you know when will we see that there is no them there's only us right and it's just again it's just continuing this theme there's a song called blood on blood that just talks about how you know religious wars but you know like what are we fighting for and it's just it's, it's a whole this whole album is on this idea of of unity of peoples and on uh, a song called the gray where like it's just we got to stop trying to think that we're stop thinking that we're right right stop trying to control and grasp at everything and just understand that we don't understand <laughs> right yeah. and that, that we're learning and we're growing but life isn't as simple and cut and dry as we make it and because we try desperately to make it those things it ends up you know causing strife and disaster and all these types of things so it's just this thematic album um, along this idea of essentially like opening your hand right wow. like releasing control and releasing preconceived notions and and all these stereotypes and biases and all these kinds of things um all wrapped up in in, in hard rock so i mean what, what else would you wrap if you're yeah. honest like what other wrapping paper could you put around that kind of stuff <laughs> I, I have not listened to that so to be honest that's something i need to visit so thank you well there we go adding that to my collection hmm. 
I'm wondering, you know, in this year that has been, you know, on the theme you just talked about, everything belongs. Like we bring meaning to all of the stuff that we encounter and all the stuff that we experience. And so 2020 has been one of those eye-opening, sit with this, reckon with this, rethink everything kind of moments. Yeah. So has there been any kind of takeaways for you from this year, lessons learned or kind of epiphanies or anything in that vein that you hope to not lose sight of when things get back to whatever we call normal? Yeah, I, I wrote down here. So we've actually, we, we kind of touched on it at the beginning. You just started talking about it there, but it was that idea of like invisible barriers. Yeah. Like this is the way life is. You go, you, you get a job, like the work is like this, right? You go to a place to work and, you know, you work this many hours and, you know, home life is like this and the, all these things are, these are, they're all just constructs, which we love to talk about. But I mean, in the truest sense, and I think COVID has just exposed all, right? Just laid it all bare that life will go on if you can't go into the office. Oh my, oh my God. Yeah, you know, life, life will go on if you can't go to a movie theater. Like these things, life can be different, right? It can be shaped differently. In fact, you can shape it in any way you see fit. Wow. It still go on and it can still be meaningful and valuable and, and all these types of things. So the thing that I don't, that I want to take away from this is that there aren't any rules, mm. right? There, there might be helpful guidelines, right? <laughs> there might be this, this may work better for you if you try like this, or, or this may work in a different way if you try this, but uh, there's no rules and there's no, there's no, it has to be done this way. You know, going back to that book, the evolution of everything, like, it's all, whatever we have, whatever system we have, it's just something that's evolved over time. It's not necessarily the best. It's right. just what either won out, what was easiest, you know, whoever had the most power to enforce it. So it's not like, it's just, it's what we've been handed. And it's that idea of like questioning, is it useful? So mm -hmm. that's kind of where I want to, these invisible barriers of life. Where are the invisible barriers? Why have I said, this is the way it has to be? Yep. And, you know, not quite to like challenge and question everything in that, in that vein of there's nothing that's unchallengeable. There's nothing that's unquestionable, right. um, you know, but, but kind of keeping that open and alive. Yeah. I mean, for me, it's, it's very similar to that in the sense that um, there's no such thing as normal or normal is this paper thin experience and it can change quite literally overnight. What we know as normal can shift before we even have a chance to understand what's happening. I mean, if you think about something as simple as the use of masks in this country, it's not something that's new in terms of people wearing masks to prevent the spread of illness or to prevent getting, it's something that's normal in many parts of the world. But for us in our society, it was like, one minute no one was wearing a mask next minute you don't go into a place without everybody wearing masks and how that is so normal so much so that when i bumped into somebody the other day i was walking out of the store and someone was walking in and they were already in the door with no mask on and that was abnormal that that's how quick things can shift and so exactly what you said we build so much stuff around 
this is the way we do things. This is how we live. This is how we structure societies. This is what work looks like. This is what family looks like. This is what success is supposed to be. This is normal. And it's a script that people hand around. We pass it around and we all just play our roles, Mm -hmm. you know, and this year has given us the ability to step back and go, you know what, we can tear this whole thing up because it's not always serving us. It's not, some of this stuff is helpful. Some of these things we can keep, a lot of this stuff is just something we've gone along with so long. It feels like the right way to do things. Yes. Yeah. It has inspired in me a freedom and a terror, <laughs> a terror in the sense that like, you know, there's uh, safety is not the right word because there's not safety in that, but yeah. you know, there's, there's comfort, right? There's, yep. We were talking about earlier, like these lifelines, these things are ground us, right? There is a comfort to, routine there's a comfort to normalcy right there's a comfort to these things that we know so in in that sense it's a little bit you know frightening to change but at the same time it's it's so freeing it feels so life-giving to to say i can explore something else right i can because it's not like i was like super happy punching the nine to five and you're doing these things right so i didn't it's not like, man, I lost what was bringing me joy for right. some people they may have. And so I don't want to downplay that, but so it gave me like freedom to like, I can shape that. I can change that. I can, I can create something of meaning um, in a way that, you know, works, works for me. It works for our, my personality. It works for my family. Yep. You know, I'm not beholden to, you know, the cultural narrative if you want to call it that and i don't mean that as like us against them but you know some way some ways we're all we're all um victims of it and the other ways we're all perpetrators of it right so uh, but it's nice to kind of step away from that and probably the other big takeaway something that we already talked a lot about and it's something that we all know but it's forced us to reckon with it in a completely different way is that we are so very interconnected in so many ways you know it's not that we aren't individuals with our own lives and our own unique expressions and all of these things but that the smallest decision i make has ripples in so many places that i don't even see places i'll never see Mm -hmm. you know it affects people in ways that are obvious and ways that are invisible and so hopefully what we can take into you know the coming months and years is a little bit more of an appreciation for our fellow humans but also a sense of responsibility like we we've been taught this you know it's not all about you but we've had to face this in a real way and some of us have handled it better than others unfortunately Mm -hmm. but man we are very much all in this together and we have to not just think about what is happening to me in this moment, how it makes me feel and how I'm affected. We have to think 10 steps removed. We have to think so many ways down the line of how it can affect people that we won't ever even come in direct contact with. And so the ramifications of that, the bigger picture, once you step back far enough to recognize it is mind blowing. It's like you said, it's this mix of like, that's exciting and how how fantastic and amazing is that? But then it's also this terrifying reality of like, oh my God, like we have to take this a little bit more seriously 
So the last thing I put on my list here is a is a quote, a thought that came from my five year old. Love it. And it wasn't anything he said with the intention that I took from it. Yeah. You know, right. it was for him. It was it was probably a throwaway comment. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So we were eating soup and had crackers, you know, put in the soup. And he's been, you know, he's five. He's in like pre-kindergarten and he's learning math. And so we were doing like, every time he ate a cracker, we'd say, okay, how many crackers do you have now? Right. So we're kind of learning subtraction. Okay. You ate another one. And that went on for a little bit until he ate all the crackers. And then he just had the soup. And uh, he goes, he goes, okay, let's count the soup. And then he looks at the soup and he goes, dad, you can't count soup. (laughs) <laughs> and for me it was like just like in the context of things like because after he after he said it he took a bite right right so it was like we spend all of our time like trying to quantify and analyze and you know all these things metrics and and it's good like we need we need that because it, it helps with efficiency and it helps it you know it helps with so many things but there's other times where it's just like take a bite of the soup right like just stop trying to count it just enjoy the enjoy the bowl of soup and like i said i my guess is that's not where he was going with this yeah but it was just that moment and the way he said it and the his actions afterwards and i just i just thought about that like how much of my life am i trying to count soup Mm. right am i just like pushing this around trying to figure out this thing that i should just enjoy before it gets cold you know eat the soup wow i love that can't count it anthony i love that unless it's like spaghettios which then i don't know if it's soup anymore yeah and you probably shouldn't eat it because it's essentially just warmed up ketchup with flimsy noodles <laughs> in it. i yeah. can't think of a better way to end this 2020 collection than you can't count soup i mean if if that's not a motto to take into 2021 i don't know what is so that's the mic drop moment my friend all right i'm gonna i want to i'm gonna quickly credit jude beeler jude he gets beeler gets full credit for that and all the royalties all the royalties (laughs) (laughs) all of it is they will not they will not be coming from spaghettios however all right man well listen we made it you know, and and we'll see, we'll see what this next chunk of time brings. But I hope we are more conscious. I hope we're more thoughtful. I hope we're more appreciative and grateful. I hope we are not only considerate of our own selves in ways that we should have been and haven't been, but considerate of others. Because as we always say, we don't become ourselves by ourselves. So, right. can we? Can we? Really quickly, let, can we say what's going on, what we're looking at in this new year? Please. Collection? Please tell the people. Talk about it. So we're diving. We, we don't become ourselves by ourselves, right? We're diving in. We're, we're putting all of our chips on community interaction, community Absolutely. conversations, right? Growing together, challenging each other, supporting encouragement. So we're going to start having monthly zoom gatherings because you know covid and uh, because we're actually developing a, a great 
you know, global community. So Zoom. Um, but we're going to start having monthly Zoom meetings, Zoom gatherings, where, you know, maybe we have like a 10-minute thought, but there's a lot of just conversation with each other, right? Big, big on the conversation, big on directed conversation and growing together. And uh, so that's going to be happening. Uh, I think we're just, we're doing the last Saturdays, last Saturdays of the month. Starting so, next month, starting January. January. So end of January, look for that. If you want to, if you want to be part of that, you know, email the podcast, look us up on Instagram, you know, connect with us. We'll make sure you get the zoom link. It's free. Just come be part. Um, all we ask is that you be a kind human. Yeah. Show up. Don't be a jerk and don't count soup. That's all we ask. Yeah. And you know, that's, I guess that's another thing to look at in terms of silver lining of 2020. You know, we, we've had two kind of zoom events with people, you know, literally from around the world. And who knows if we would have jumped into that had things been quote normal, you know, this year. Yeah. So it's been an opportunity and shows that we can connect with people in significant ways, even with limitations. And so one of the things technology has going for it, it, it the ability to connect. So mm. love that. Looking forward to more of that this year for sure. Well, Anthony, Tim, we made done it. it. We've done it. Here's to next year. Here's to next year. Anthony Garcia later. You know, I've been dying to say that. You know, I've been dying to say that.